0: Your body, in cooperation with your mind and spirit, is marvelously blessed with miraculous self-healing abilities. The three together, body, mind, and spirit, cooperate to produce the most profound medicine ever known in the human race, right within you, wrote Roger Jenke, author of The Healer Within. Welcome. This is Leah Bales, your host for The Soul Big Life Show. Today, we continue our series, Activate Your Inner Healer. I'm so glad to see you. My name is Leah Bales, and this is part two of Activate Your Inner Healer series. Today is Love Itself is the Healing Power. In the 1800s, the British Prime Minister William Gladstone wrote, we look forward to the time when the power of love will replace the love of power. We look forward to the time when the power of love will replace the love of power. Then will our world truly know the blessings of peace. I believe we are entering the time when all of us can become a part of that shift from the love of power to the power of love. And we're talking in this series a lot about personal healing, how we heal our bodies, our hearts, our souls, and each other. And all of it also applies to the world. As we take on healing in ourselves, even for the little things, even completely internally, I believe that we become part of that shift to the power of love and the power of healing that spreads out into the world. Love itself is the healing power, and that is a truth that has been known by poets and mystics of all religions and philosophers, and recently there are more and more scientific studies that prove that, that show the healing power of love. And you can feel it in yourself when you remember being in love. <laughs> That's the way we most often think of love, I think, as romantic love. And we'll go way beyond that today. But rom- the romantic feeling of falling in love and you like the world looks more beautiful and, and we ourselves as the one in love tend to be more beautiful and more luminous and more smart and more creative. And the world looks better to us and our beloved looks beautiful to us. That state of love that we often restrict to falling in love with a single person is available to us in a much bigger way, a way that we can activate it in our bodies, in our hearts, in our souls, and in the world as a force of healing. Um, And now science is showing more and more how true that is. Now, I'm not going to go into that, into those studies today. If you're interested, though, send me a note, and I'll be glad to send you some books or some references about that. What we're going to talk about today is how we actually activate that healing power of love in ourselves, starting right now, and all of you do it, and... I'd love to help you do it more. I'd love to help myself do it more so that we encourage ourselves to be part of that great movement toward the power of love, beginning in our own bodies, our hearts, and our souls. Bernie Siegel, a wonderful MD and author, wrote I am convinced that unconditional love is the most powerful known stimulant of the immune system. Oops, say that again. I am convinced that unconditional love is the most powerful known stimulant of the immune system. And Bernie goes on to say, if I told patients to raise their blood levels of immune globulins or killer T cells, no one would know how, but I can teach them to love themselves and others fully. And if I can teach them to love themselves and others fully, the same changes happen automatically. The truth is love heals. So I couldn't possibly, in 20 minutes, or I don't believe I could, I don't know how teach all of us, learn how to raise our blood levels of immune globulins or our killer T cells, but we do exactly that in moments, often instantaneously, by connecting with the power of love in ourselves, and that's what we can do. So our culture diminishes love in many ways. I think we diminish it by thinking of it primarily as romantic love. And as fun as Valentine's Day is, there's so much hype and so much around the romance of love, which is wonderful. And it's great to be swept away by it. And yet the romance of love is only one very small part of love. And so when we think of love as being that, it diminishes it, and it keeps us from that great power of love that's not dependent on any other person, it's not dependent on any situation, that it's always accessible to us. Sometimes people are very cynical about love, they're like, oh yeah, well love, that's just soft. That's just um, weak. And and I've had people tell me, if I open to the power of love, if I open to the power of my heart, if I am open-hearted, I will be hurt. I will be weak. So we tend to think of it as a weakness and a softness. And rather, I think it's our biggest strength. The word courage In French, the word core comes from heart. We have a big heart. Our heart is the center, and this is something that studies prove, of courage and compassion and forgiveness. And when we learn to open our hearts and to be in that loving place, we do become stronger. Um, Sometimes people are in denial about love being available to them. Most of us have been hurt in love and romantic love or loving people who are no longer with us for whatever reason. We've all been hurt by that, by love. And yet it is love itself that heals us. But we often have fear about that. Many of us at core fear that we're unworthy. And so a lot of these things can come up to get in the way of that power of love. But the things I'm going to talk to you about today, I think are very gentle, easy ways to get around that To We don't have to solve those. We don't have to fix all of our childhood undeservingness or whatever is there that's blocking it. We can know, oh yeah, there probably are some things that are blocking my full ability to love and I don't need to battle with those right here right now i can activate the elixir of the healing power of love and of course one of the things that blocks our ability to activate the healing power of love we don't not even sure we have it perhaps we don't know how so when bernie siegel said he couldn't teach people how to um, boost their killer t-cells in a short while but if he could teach them how to love unconditionally And so we'll play with that today. This will play with how we do that, what the things are we do that. So that, I like to think of it as you become a brew pub for love. (laughs) So a brew pub for love, or if you don't drink, you can think of it as, you know, like a cider house or something, you know, but a brewery, we're all brewing things up all the time. And by that, I mean, we all have this flowing chemical mix of hormones and different chemicals that are flowing through our body. And those can be healing, rejuvenative, loving chemicals, or they can be toxic, um, diminishing, uh, depleting chemicals that flow through. And the cool thing is we get to choose. So we can choose that we are going to start brewing up inside a great concoction of love energy, (laughs) the love energy that that increases our immune system and that expands out into the world. Think for a moment about someone you've been around, either someone you knew personally or someone you knew of or had been with who really radiated that sense of love. And not in a sense of like, I'm going to go out and fix everybody that I love, (laughs) not that fixing place, but that you could feel that love emanating towards you, that unconditional love, that sense of love that some people that you've known that you can remember right now and notice what a healing force that is to be around. And each of us has the potential for that healing in ourselves and letting that healing radiate out into the world. So one of the ways we can do this, one of the ways we can boost our love energy inside, we can have more love brewing inside, is to connect with the enthusiasm of love. The word entheos means the God within. Theos is God and N is within. Enthusiasm is that spirit, that divine spark within us So the things that you love, that you do, and that you embrace, and that you let yourself delight in increase the power of the medicine of love inside you. You may have noticed that even if you've had pain for some reason, and you're doing something you absolutely love, that you're so excited about, that you're creating, or you're doing, or you're involved in, the pain levels dwindle. The pain levels go way down. Rumi wrote, let yourself be silently drawn by the strange pull of what you really love. It will not lead you astray. Let yourself be silently drawn by the strange pull of what you really love. It will not lead you astray. Now, sometimes I have clients and people I work with who say, I don't know what I really love. I don't know what's really most important to me. And I think that's because when we do that, we're thinking of it in too big a way. Like, what is it you ultimately love the most right now? What would you love to do what would be fun for you what would be enthusiastic bring that sense of entheos enthusiasm to you when you do that you are guaranteed to have more love chemicals brewing up in your body (laughs) so notice those things and let yourself have full enthusiasm you may have and i've had in my life times where people felt like your enthusiasm was too much or they're kind of trying to tamp it down you know, you don't want to be obnoxious to people, but also allow yourself to feel the fullness of your excitement and enthusiasm and let that expand and um, open and flow in your body. You can turn up the dial a bit on the enthusiasm and the delight you feel for the things you love. Loving nature is a wonderful way to, a wonderful, easy way, a natural way to connect with the power of love. The word biophilia means love of nature. And right now, you may look out your window and see something beautiful that you love. And just take a moment to let your eyes rest on that. Or you could look at a picture of something in nature that you love, or remember something in nature that you love. We are evolutionarily designed to be connected to nature, For most of human history, humans lived right on, right next to and connected with and dependent on and interacting with the natural world. And even though now we're much more separate from it, we have a natural longing for that connection, which is in itself a very nourishing love. Two weeks from now in our next one of these presentations, we're gonna talk a lot more about how the love of nature and the connection with nature can heal us. But just remembering even today, the best way to do it, really, easiest way, one easy way is to go outside. Go outside and open up yourself. Let yourself receive more fully the beauty, the love, the the energy, the chi that's there in the trees, in the rain, in whatever the weather is. It doesn't matter. Allow yourself to enjoy that and receive it, and you will be bringing love power into your body. We were talking a minute ago about falling in love and that sense of falling in love, which is the romantic way we think of it. And falling in love is kind of interesting. It sort of has that sense of helplessness. We're swept away by it. And I would say let's practice being in love and let's practice living in love. Um, Matthew Fox, who is sort of a renegade Christ, uh, Catholic minister, um, preacher, what do you call it? Um, priest, (laughs) sorry, a renegade Catholic priest, and I, I love his work. Matthew Fox wrote, we are here to fall in love with a lot more than just our mate. Trees, stones, rivers, animals, birds, planets, galaxies, poems, music. We are here, here on earth, here alive, to fall in love with a lot more than just our mate trees, stones, rivers, animals, birds, planets, galaxies, poems, music, allowing yourself to fall in love with those. In fact, he once wrote his new 10 commandments for living in the world. And one of them was something, I don't remember it exactly, but it was something like, thou shalt fall in love at least 10 times a day. <laughs> and, and again, with Everything and allowing our hearts to open, allowing ourselves to be transformed by the wonder of this world that we live in. So when we let ourselves fall in love with the the world around us, with the people, babies and old people, and, and and when we do that, it opens something up in ourselves and we see the beauty in the other people our immune system gets stronger, our pain levels go down, and every system of our body is increased and strengthened. And we can choose to do that all the time, choosing to fall in love again and again, choosing to allow ourselves to live in love. So we can also, as part of that choice, we can think to ourselves of what right now, what would would choosing love be right now? One of my um, spiritual teachers years ago, Mary Mana Morrissey, um, often said, what does love look like right now in this situation? What does love feel like right now? Or what does love call us to right now in this situation? So it's different in different places. Sometimes love for ourselves and for the people around us and the earth causes us to be very strong and even fierce and stand up for someone and say something or someone and say, this is what I believe in and this is what I will stand for. Sometimes it it calls for us to be very, very tender, very soft. Sometimes it calls for us to be courageous. What does love look like now? What does love call you to now? And along with that, I have a little disagreement in the way some people talk about love and living life. It's like you have to either choose fear or love, and you can't have both. I don't see it that way. And it doesn't feel that way to me in myself and in the people I work with and in what I notice in the world. You can have love anywhere. You can be angry and have love. You can have fear and have love. We can allow love into every situation, and it will transform it. And so, uh, you know, the sense for me is that we have like our lives, our inner states are like rivers, and there are many streams that can go in those. And we do have some choice. We have a good bit of choice about what we're paying attention to and what we're bringing into that river. But it's not like it's either or. It's not like you have to jump into the river of fear or jump into the river of love. (laughs) You can bring, you can choose to bring love into whatever situation you're in. As we're thinking about love, I want to right now take it really deeply into our bodies. When we think of the power of love and the elixir of love, I invite you right now to drop into yourself and feel your feet and feel your belly and feel your heart. And you might want to close your eyes, feel it deeply in yourself. And allow yourself, perhaps you put one hand on your belly and one hand on your heart, and you feel your heart right now. Your beautiful, tender, courageous, loving heart. All that you've experienced through your heart. And just breathe in that ease with your breath flowing easily for your heart, just as she is. Maybe he or she, your heart is. Perhaps there is a sense of tenderness a little pain whatever's there just breathe in and through that easily just feel the breath you don't need to make it happen you don't need to force your breath just allow the breath to flow into the heart and down deeper into the body and allow yourself to think and feel and sense what you love anything easiest if you start with something simple, the simple sorts of love, like a sleeping baby or a dear pet or a beloved friend. And you just allow yourself to open to those through your heart. And you just feel what that feels like. Feel the love that you have for this one or these ones so easily. It can be a place. It can be a person or a place now in your life or at any time. And you just allow yourself to let this one or these ones of these places to rest in your heart and to feel that sense of love that you have for them. So you're activating your love power by bringing into your awareness of your heart one or ones you love so easily. And just feel that as a breath, that breath of love that comes to them and through them and around them. And then allowing that breath of love to spread through your own body for yourself. Sometimes when we say love ourselves or bring the breath of loving kindness to ourselves, it can be a little harder. So you can always go right back to your heart, to the ones, the places, the beings that you love. And know that your love for them, you can feel, you can touch, you can taste. And then you let that same love spread through your own body, all through your torso, down through your legs, and your feet, and your arms, and your hands. And you allow that love to just spread through your body like the healing elixir it truly is. Allowing that to spread through allowing that to spread through your body. Perhaps there's even a place you notice in your body or in your life that especially wants this healing elixir of love, this breath of love, and you just let it flow through into that part, a knee, a shoulder, a foot, or your whole being. This breath of love just spreads everywhere, especially into any part that needs it, allowing that to spread, allowing any part of your body or your life that needs it to open like a flower to receive this more fully. Just two or three more easy breaths. So I invite you to think of beginning your day and ending your day and any time during the day when you think of it to enjoy this breathing love you can if it's easier think of it as breathing kindness or breathing loving kindness or breathing love but the same sense of easy love you feel for so many and have felt for so many in your life and you just allow it to become the breath that flows through your own being This healing elixir. Now, even if you only felt that a tiny bit, know that it can get bigger. And even if you're not sure you felt it, know that it's in you and can get bigger. (laughs) And the more you practice, the more you play with it, the more this healing elixir of love that you can breathe in and through you becomes a healing power for your own body and into the world. So here's the thing. People often tell me, well, I was really working hard to send out loving energy to that situation in the world or that person. I think we're missing something when we do that. You don't need to work hard to do it. Primarily, you activate this healing love in yourself. You get the breath of love going in yourself. You let yourself steep in it and be healed by it. And it will naturally radiate out. And then you can bring into your heart, into your awareness, people in the world in need, which there always are. Yes, you hold them in your heart, allow your love to go out, but you don't ever have to push it out. And you don't ever have to deplete yourself. You never want to deplete yourself to allow your love to radiate into the world. Love as you develop it and let it grow in your body is naturally radiating (laughs) there are some fun ways you can bless people with this love that you're creating in yourself someone i don't remember who said anytime we touch in love we touch another in love it's an act of healing so you think of this love that you're feeling in your body that's spreading through your body and know that it's in your hands it comes through your heart into your hands and anyone you touch a pet, a plant, a person—even if you're imagining that you're touching—that that love radiates out and becomes a healing source. You also um, probably have seen some of the studies with that people have done with water, and and how when we hold before we drink the water, when we hold it in our hands and we say to it, "I love it." Now that may seem kind of silly. But um, we actually, many studies, and there are books, um, Masura Imoto, I believe is his name, the Japanese man who who did pictures that show the molecular change of the water from people holding it and saying, thank you, I love you, thank you, I love you, the um, molecular structure of the water you know, I can't verify that. I don't know that that's absolutely true. I've seen the books. I love it. And I do know that when we do that with our bodies, when we do it with the water, we feel more grateful to it. We do it with our bodies and with our world. We change. We change. So you can bless the water. You can bless your plants. You can bless the food before you're cooking and before you eat it. And you're bringing that love energy from your own body into whatever of substances around you and into the world. And in that way, we become part of that great shift from the love of power to the power of love. So as we're ending today, I have one of my favorite healing blessings. I'm going to say I need to have a little drink of the water first. For this, allow yourself to just drop down into your body, feeling anything soften and relax. And just, if you want to close your eyes, do and just allow yourself to receive it. May we be at peace. May our hearts remain open. May we each know the beauty of our own true nature. May we be healed. And may we become a force of healing for all the world. And so it is. Thank you. Thank you so much, dear listener, for joining us on the Soul Big Life Show. If you liked this episode, please take a minute to subscribe and give it a great review wherever you get your podcasts. For more resources, inspiration, and cool gifts to help you create a life that delights your soul, go to soulbiglife.com. That's www.soulbiglife.com. See you next time.